My name is Ryan Connell, and welcome to the Catch Me If You Can podcast. All right, this episode is called Solving Complex Problems by Being a Weirdo. I'm joined today with a guest, my friend, Daniel Holter. Daniel is inspiring to say the least. He recently shared with me his TED Talk, which had to do with making innovation a habit, and effectively, if we don't, everything would fail. Happy you could join. I'm super happy to be here. I'm a big fan of your podcast. <laughs> I appreciate that. So, you know, I just want to start off with, I've personally never really fit in my whole life. You know, some of my closest friends today were actually hometown middle school and high school friends. And what's crazy is we weren't actually close at all until after school was over. You know, I, jo- I jumped around social groups growing up. I never really found my tribe until much later in life. It never really mattered to me. Um, you know, I was raised, you know, thanks mom and dad, that, that being different is okay and sometimes even celebrated. And so I wanted to bring you on today and talk about the importance of being different. And when I spoke to you on the concept, you were immediately excited. Um, so just kind of wanted to start off by asking, you know, why did this topic excite you? So uh, I I really um, also never fit in a lot as a child or maybe even as a grown up. <laughs> I was eager to early on to find some kind of identity and I was self-conscious about the fact that everybody else seemed so comfortable all the time. And I was just weird and uncomfortable. And partially it's because I'm introverted and I also get really excited about ideas and things that other people didn't. So I think maybe one of the best things I ever did was to get past that struggle to find social balance and just accept that this is who I am and be embarrass myself for the sake of creating the value I want to create in the world. So I get a lot of practice as a creative type. I'm, I love to write and make music and to do those things, you have to get in the habit of just being vulnerable and putting yourself out there and then realizing like a week or a month or a year later that you shared this absolute garbage. <laughs> right. Thing. But I think the people who push through that and just keep creating are better off because they ultimately are the ones who, who get to make a contribution. There isn't such a thing as making a difference without some degree of risk involved. But I, I also wonder sometimes if people like us are really that different or if it's just that we, for whatever reason, had to struggle through finding and maintaining our identity and now are in a position having gone through that to express ourselves a little more fully. And, and so I don't like to think of it as there's like the, you know, there are the haves and have nots. It's more that I think some of us uh, have gone through that uh, crucible and are a little more free to express themselves. But if you were unlucky enough to fit in as a child, it's actually harder to learn to be authentic and vulnerable and embarrass yourself. Uh, so not like I'm so enlightened, but I do feel like I was lucky to have struggled as a child because it, it helped me do what I'm doing right now. Yeah, that's such a positive reframe. I really like that a lot. So, you know, maybe I'm naive or maybe there's just this particular time that we happen to live in this world. It just seems ripe for change. And, you know, at least my leaders seem willing to try something different. So, you know, being different and acting different and this non-conforming behavior, it almost seems like it's extra successful, or even reward, rewarded. What do you think? 
I get the same impression that, and I think it's been over like the last decade. Uh, my theory is that the lessons from the startup community that, that these weirdos play a, a central role in transformation and innovation that is, is just now reaching our community. And I, I also associated a bit with some generational phenomena, probably related to the percentage of the economy that's now driven by the eccentric eccentric weirdos in Silicon Valley uh, and like the rise of the internet. Um, So from Thomas Friedman's book, thank you for being late. I remembered that uh, a lot of these breakthroughs in, in the information age happened in 2007. And I went and did a quick search of what happened in 2007. And I saw that it was that year that times person of the year was you. uh, And it was this goofy uh, cover of Time magazine, they were like, and the Times person of the year is you. And it was a computer screen with a mirror where the screen is. So it was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. And it was, it was goofy, but the, the point that they were making was that, so that was the year that like Wikipedia and Facebook and YouTube and a bunch of stuff came out and blew up. And, and so it, it was like the democratization of information and ideas that, um, you know, like Wikipedia is such a crazy story because it's like uh, the business model is that a bunch of people are going to maintain an, an encyclopedia that's that's been shown to be more accurate in in a lot of tests than than like Britannica, and they're going to do it for free. Right. And it and it's I think that that represents just this change in in the way that information was accessible and handled. And at the same time, like the best ideas could just rise to the surface and it didn't, you, you didn't have to, you didn't have to fit the model of like Dale Carnegie's how to win friends and influence people. Right. Is that, that was right. a, his book. Um, you didn't have to be a boisterous extrovert who was charismatic. You could be, you know, like no offense, but, but uh, Mark Zuckerberg who's, uh, it doesn't really fit the bill for, for the old model of who runs the biggest companies in the world. Uh, and I think that that is a similar phenomenon that we're now seeing. It's, um, it's kind of like just now reaching the, the defense community where sure. the best ideas can kind of emerge and it's, it's all kind of getting democratized. And, and so you have these superstars kind of coming out of the shadows who with just these fantastic ideas. I love that. And so, you know, I guess I'll I'll say that I identify as a misfit or a weirdo. So I'm kind of curious, you know, how did you and I discover each other? Right. So like being different should be being different. Right. But is it is it ironically magnetic or like how does that work? Yeah, I mean, so I I don't know exactly how how we ended up like I feel like we were orbiting the same star for whatever reason, (laughs) but. Uh, I, I also think that there are these signals that people like us are always putting out that I don't know if we're always fully conscious of it, but they help us find each other like echolocation, right? <laughs> I know that in, in my writing, I'm, I'm really, I'm very particular about maintaining a certain type of tone. I have this, I've, I, of course, I think the message is really important and it should be accessible to as many people as possible. But I also, I, I put stuff in there intentionally that people tell me to leave out because I'm like, no, that's me. Like I'm in this piece 
and I want, and I, and I like to think that when people read my stuff and they see that I'm you know, talking about something serious and then I use, like, I say something's dope in, you know, in the middle of a, a something i like, <laughs> I'm like, that's a joke. You know, I right. don't actually, I, don't, I use words that I don't even use in, in real life. Like I, I sometimes say things are dope, but it's, you know, uh, <laughs> but it's, I like to throw a little bit of that irreverence in there and like personality um, because it's more than just about the message. It's about like connecting as a, as a person. So I think that I've seen stuff uh, in, in the stuff that you put out that you're authentic. Um, and that, that's super important to me as I'm like, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm following this guy. Even though I don't know anything about <laughs> acquisitions, you're still speaking my language, to be honest. It's like, you know, um, and, and I also think that you're, uh, when you put stuff out there, you are, you're, you're applying it. You're applying these more universal messages. They're not just about like your specific lane. Um, so I think that there are people out there, um, who are putting out these signals and they're also, uh, very mindful of the fact that we're also trying to build a community and we're trying to build a movement and, and making connections with other people through that, like echolocation or finding, you know, uh, gathering places like gov city or the defense entrepreneurs forum. Um, I feel like that's where a lot of these people end up converging because the, the importance of it's just the community aspect is so important this is related, actually, I don't want to talk too long, but this is very closely related to my latest project, which is Project Agitare, which is supposed to be a community for facilitators of like design thinking and all this stuff. And one one thing that, that uh, I noticed as somebody who has trained in facilitation and then just as soon as I was outside of one of those innovation centers, I was like, I don't have the support. I don't have friends there with me to help plan or do retrospectives or talk about what went wrong. And so to me, that aspect of community of building these tribes of, you know, people to talk through the difficult parts and to motivate you when you're struggling, especially when you're talking about being a misfit and fighting against a, a machine, um, it's really important to, to, to keep sending those signals so that other non-automatons can, can find you in the mix. Right. Yeah. No, I, I love that a lot. That's, that's great. Um, Hey, so we'll wrap up, you know, I, I truly appreciate you coming on to talk today. Uh, always great to listen to you talk some words, as you say, I, I can, you always say I can talk some words, uh, and hear your perspectives. Um, and for those that haven't heard it, uh, advise you to check out uh, Daniel's TEDx from Hickam Air Force Base. It's on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify. Uh, title is "Everything We Make Will Fail Unless We Innovation Unless We Make Innovation a Habit." Uh, again, Daniel, thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks a lot, Ryan. This was a lot of fun. All right.